Glory to God. Glory to God. All right. Uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is an honor. It's a joy to be in the house this evening. And um, I want to appreciate God's servant, um, my friend and brother, Pastor Zach and the wife. He's, he's a very dangerous man. Uh, <laughs> all right. Now, that wasn't meant for everybody. Um, but I was just trying to experiment something. Uh, he's a very dangerous man. And your ministry has blessed me. Uh, this house has been a blessing. Uh, I follow your services online as much as I can. Uh, if um, anytime I stray into it, it's always a blessing. There was some people were doing during the night, some periodic go, like almost every night, right? Yes, I'm a night creature, so I was always. Uh, and thank you for such streams of worship that uh, flows from this place. It is, it is, it is so therapeutic, and it's. Um, one of the reasons why I look forward to connecting with your services, actually, apart from all the dangerous things that he says. It's, uh, so thank you so much for what you bring to the body as an expression of the body in the city. I want you to know that the waters that you generate from this place is actually bringing refreshing uh, to so many souls. And I dare say, therefore, that it's bringing refreshing to the nations. Uh, thank you so much for all that you do. May the Lord strengthen you. And may the Lord continue to keep your fountain pure. In Jesus' mighty name. You may be seated. I want us to just pray in two minutes while you are sat there. Uh, if you can pray in the Holy Ghost, let's do it for like two minutes. However you can pray, let's pray for two minutes before we break bread in the word. Oreske vela sesila fruske vafalasakia parakapanse sekira kapomba parakiske vefapabra kapinaske vela pande. Abreka se saila barakapamba piriski vilapande se krikia kapapale maski brekepale menetaba abrasakia mo paparakiske le profenaske vilabamba barata abreske vevala basi sekila ba paparika papolaske baba abrekambe beleteski briki bibabamba barakapa abreske vevalatra kapana sikrekepelia kapombe Baladende, Abriske Velebembo, Barakim Papalatwa, Abrakanso Secriki Pipam Papalapana, Abreske Velabamba, Barakipatwa, Capele Memamba, Abrose Sila Bataki, Monka Papalanda, Ibrese Selamba Barata, Abreska Babo, Babaraki, Pelamanataske, Labrenetambo, Obrenes Sila Bracapande Sesi, Kibilambe, Ibranates 
Selabroko Pepapalamba Abracapanati Sekabila Kapapela Ibrekepela Moko Prakapalia Catalambo O Bana Sesiki Babarakeke Pelacata Abracombe Balakiaco Seseila Baratali Abroco Sesaiko Papa Rakatua Aitena Seselibacabre Capapa Abrasasi Labacamba Balatua Cabe Abreca Seseila Baracapana Abreca Seselibre Kepala Quatuataba Abrecaba Nasasia Capale Abrece Silabamba Barataba Areke So Paratete Abrecete Silapapata Abracota Pelacaskia Ibre Necessi Ilabapande Abrice Selimo Cope Parata Ibe Socoba Aratia Compali Mocombe Papara Ibambo 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 Obena Sicoba Baraki Popa Arese Selibamba Baracopa Ite Selabombe Parata Yetena Sekibila Abrenese Selibara Capalia Oibene Libila Capande Aimana Selimina Tambela Catua Aibenese Selibaratila Ibrocoba Barrio Copa Iepenese Iepenese Ayabo Babaratima Babaratombo Obe Babaratini Kipalapanaske Ayese Selebem Babaratasi Ivelimini Cecilo Musasaka Barataka Parika Mopaparetas Kebebala Abrecambo Baratia Copelatasa Abrecamba Basso Saira da Bacapale Abrenetese Sila Baratila Aboboso Seikopa Yenese Celebemba Baratabo O Baba O Baba O Bebebe Ibo Babarate Abrikempe Paratita Akrekepe Palua Capata Ibana Ceselimi Ibrico Papalima So So Paco Po O So Sacabila Ibaina nase selebembe Abrekembe besesila barakapina Abrakampa palwa kaparatete Abrekete seseli barakapula badasali Abretanze zila barakamba Abresesela babaratida da badabara Abaruna seseli minikapatwa Aipana seka paratila Abrakamba baso saiba baratala Arenekepe nakasisa Irakapa puala patele Abrekente seki barakatala Abrekapa puaka patatela Abrekepe papata Hepa kapari Uyama sekabele taba Yene se sibi babaraka pana Ibrakata so papara Apene akapati akapale Abrete se separatala Dewe me kapare sabaraka palamba Iete se se, iete se se, iete se se Abrekata sa supara Aparata sa sila barande Elambene se se ile benetiama Ibenetua natabara Aibenetama labaratama Abrakapa patwa 
Azazela Irakapamba Pasi Sethaba Abrekepepwa Tatabaratita Abrakopa Papatwa Abrekapa Papatwa Aipa Parakopa Iopo Paparatata Yeke Soparata Pakapula Eibana Seselebam Paparatala Ibrakapopo Pososa Ibrekepapia Topa Arakampa Pelepepepelaba Abrepepepwa Tapaparatambo Obrekapapia Soparatala Abrekepepe Abrekepepe Ibabaratata Ayababatwa Aibenasasa Abrekapapwata Abrakotosase Ibrekapa Ibrekapa Shine forth. Yes. Shine forth. Ayabarataasa. Send forth your word and let there be light. Send forth your word and let there be light. Shine forth. Light is breaking out. Light is breaking out into confused contexts. Light is breaking out. Confusion is giving way to clarity. Light is breaking out. Light is breaking out. Light is breaking out. Chains are falling off in the name of Jesus. Abresakima Parataba. Addictions, addictions are losing viability in the souls of men. The temperature is rising. Abracapuatapa, Apapapapapapapapapapa, Ibasokoparacapaliataba, Arabamba Basila Bambaba, Arecapamba Picapalamatasa, Abrecapia Capuacatua, Abalema Sesela Baba, Ibanata. I be 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 be. I akapoyemota. I be berene seselima padena. Abrena nata sikreke pelamba. I bena seseila mapamba barata. Abela menante sekembe baratambo. O benete kima lakapwa. Abeli mina kabaratabe. Abrikampa papato. O be 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 sapapa labana. Light shines. Chains break. Light comes. Oh. 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 Light is breaking out upon your soul. Omana Kamelambo Sabela. I am Beselimam Paparatila. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, says the Lord. Aberakampa Pika Paratala. For her warfare is accomplished. Yekobe la Basila Matapelambe.
for time has come when iniquity will have an end Shine forth into every dark corner, into every dark alley. Shine forth. Oh, oh. We are almost there. We are not there yet, but we are close. We are not there yet, but we are close. I'm still waiting for a few people to be brought across the Rubicon. Life will never be the same again. There is a place. There is a place in God where victory is not just a knowledge. It's not just a revelation. It is an experience. There is a place where it is victory without disguise. And you are destined there tonight. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. You are almost there. Your soul is escaped like the snare is broken. I don't know who you are, 
but your womb is opened. Deliver yourself. Say scripture. Deliver thyself, O Zion. We refuse. We refuse to be held down, to be held bound. Everything for which Jesus died, we receive, we enter, we possess. We refuse to be cheated. Your doors are open. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men. He, 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 he alone has broken the gates, the gates of brass. Your gates are opened. The Lord holds your hand. I see the Lord holding the hand of a number of persons and is bringing you across the boundary line that was was the limit of your deal was the limit of your possibilities because your gates are opened he's called the bars of iron in sunder you will go forward you will grow upward you are unstoppable out of your belly there is a river that can drown the world let it flow for 60 more seconds out of your belly let the river flow another 60 seconds Mara mama ma menese melambe abrenene kamba baratima ababababarakapatwakapapa aprekampapata sika barata rekomba sika prekometa yekapayo kapala ayekombo 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 yokopo sapala a release in the spirit and I hear the spirit of God say let him go let her go let him go let her go you are released
Yes. A beautiful day breaks over God's people. the cherubims shine forth. Yes. 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 Between the cherubim. Yes. Your loins are loosed. Your loins, your loins are loosed. Your loins are loosed. Between the cherubim. The shackles they fall off. Yes, of Israel, you lead Joseph like a flood. Give me a Roshepah of Israel. Joseph like a flood. You do a
time. Shine, shine, shine. Shine for. Shine, shine for. Shine for. You who dwell. Between the cherubim. Shine for. Shine, shine for. Shine, shine for. In the name of Yahweh, we are gathered. Hey. Every lost possession we recover. Ah, hey, hey, hey. We have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the Lord. Hey, hey. Say we have come to Mount Zion To the city, to the city So we say give ya, give ya, give ya, give ya Of Israel Give ya, give ya Of Israel you lead, you lead just like a you dwell. You dwell the shine for you dwell, you dwell shine for first go velamatasi Benjamin, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for terrible things in righteousness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for turning back the host of the enemies. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for pathways that are opened. Thank you for light that is given. Thank you for direction. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for guidance. Thank you, Father, for focus. Thank you for access. Your word is queen. Thank you, Jesus. Your word is alive. Thank you, Jesus. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Thank you. It is. Your word is queen. 
It is. Your word is alive. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. One more time all over this place. Your word is quick. It's also alive. <laughs> Your, Your word is sharper than any your word, your word is weak. Your word is alive. Your word is alive. Sharp, sharp. Your word is sharper than two two-edged sword. Lord, now we receive from your lips the words of life. And we ask that indeed it will be obvious that the voice and the shout of a king, the monarch of Israel, is in the midst of his people. Let your shout and your voice never cease in this house. Thank you for progressions. Thank you for advance. Thank you for beauty. Thank you for the glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the presence. Thank you, Thank you for the power. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Maybe say that. That was an extended two minutes, but I'm sure it was. Um, I wanted us to do that for two minutes, but sometimes you. So, um, in the course of doing that, it's quite obvious to me that um, we need to change course a little bit, and then we will trust God to end up where I saw God taking us to. So, uh, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10, verse 38 it would be a good place to start from. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10, verse 38. Very popular passage of scripture. That passage comes to us, uh, captured, is captured for us from the lips of, of Peter the Apostle. This is part of what Peter delivered in his sermon in the house of that Gentile a soldier by the name of Cornelius. He said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost or with the Holy Spirit and with power. This is the NKJV. With the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Amen. So here we have how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. My first emphasis, and what I want to do this evening is basically to delineate for you what might be the interpretation of some of the things that have happened as we prayed. Because as many as of a sensitive spirit could tell that uh, God was taking you from some place to some place. 
and some of you heard God. Some of, some of you felt God. One of the things I know for sure is that there were a lot of things that were hanging that dropped as we pressed on in prayer. There are some of you that certain appetites were killed in your soul. There are appetites that lodge in the soul. Those appetites have taken a life of their own. And you now labor under the burden of their, their influence. Um, for some persons now it's probably become an addiction. It's now something you no longer want. But you cannot stop wanting. Uh, several of those kinds of things were dealt with tonight. So that a significant leap has been achieved in your transformational journey in Christ Jesus. For some of you, it will take one week, two weeks, you just suddenly realize that the appetite is no longer there. And because you notice that, you know, it's been 15 days, 14 days, like, where did that go? And I'd like for you to know that it is gone forever. In the name of Jesus. For some of you, it is direction. It is direction. Uh, for some persons, it was activation. As we prayed, there were new layers of instructions that came over and on top of what you previously knew. And for some of us, God basically brought us supply to be able to pursue and prosecute that which we already do know, but have felt very helpless in our bid to prosecute and to materialize you will now have grace to execute you will have grace to materialize god will cause that whatever needs to come together we come together new alliances might be forged partnerships might emerge whatever god will do because now you are in the sweet spot where it is god without disguise and it will be obvious, uh, it will be very obvious, that there is a hand now that powers your life. You see, it, I, I talked to you about a very radical genre of transformation that is about to hit your life. If you will, some point, pinch yourself and ask yourself if you are the one. Uh, I know some of you cannot even correlate what I'm talking about because beyond the pious extremity or the externality and our religious dressing and all of that, you do know you. And because you do know you, what I'm saying might be looking far-fetched. But I'm saying to you by the word of the Lord that the God who specializes in picking people from the dunghill saw us to set them up with kings and with princes in high places. That God is about to orchestrate that kind of catapult, catapulting activity in your life. It will be obvious that God did you good. In the name of Jesus. John chapter 1, verse 43. 
I know we read Acts chapter 10. I'm trying to couple them together so I can be out of your way. The following day, Jesus, John chapter 1, verse 41, 43. All right. The following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. Come and see. Now, Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Hallelujah. So this is the second passage. The commonality between this passage and the passage that we read for the purpose of my, uh, my talk this evening is how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. So Jesus is captured in Acts of the Apostles chapter 10 verse 38 to be Jesus of Nazareth. It is not for nothing because there are no idle words in scripture. He's called Jesus of Nazareth. I like for you to understand that Jesus Christ ordinarily should be called Jesus of Bethlehem. Because Bethlehem is the name of his town. Jesus was from the city of David because he was a descendant of David. That was why when the edict went out for the census that took place in the days of that Herod, the man Joseph and the lady Mary, they had to travel to Bethlehem. Because they were of the city of David. Is that okay? Jesus therefore was born in Bethlehem. It was the circumstances around persecution by Herod and all of that. That led to the exile. Which took them into the land of Egypt. When they were done from Egypt. And God sent an angel to tell Joseph that it was uh, okay to come back to the land of of Israel. Joseph realized that even though Herod, that Herod was dead, his son Achilles reigned in his stead and he was still not comfortable. So what Joseph did was instead of going back to Bethlehem, he went to the province of Galilee and then and stayed in the village or the town that is called Nazareth. That was now where Jesus went on to grow up. It was part of the reasons why the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the doctors of the law in John chapter 7 and elsewhere in scripture would not even want to entertain the thought that Jesus could be the Messiah because they said, out of Galilee ariseth no prophet. They did not realize that Jesus ordinarily was not a Galilean. Just I had grown up there. It's like a number of you that are fake Lagosians. Now, (laughs) you were born, you were bred here. When it is time for, well, it goes a lot better, but there are people who still call you the, the son of a stranger. They say you are not a Lagosian. They take everything from you. You live normal until it is time to, you know, to participate in certain things. And then they will ask you for your indigenship certificate. And then that certificate might say that now you are from Anambra State. 
Meanwhile, you probably haven't spent a total of 24 hours cumulative in an Ambra state before. Um, so it was that kind of thing. Jesus is grown up in Galilee, and the region in Galilee where he grew up was called Nazareth. Is that okay? So everybody now called him Jesus of Nazareth. That story is not for nothing. When Jesus began his public ministry, the Bible says that this passage that we read, Jesus now has met uh, Philip. Philip goes on to look for Nathaniel, like the good evangelist that Philip was, and says to Nathaniel, we have found him, which is a very interesting thing. Today is not the day to teach scripture. I'm just trying now to give perspective to some of the undertakings of his majesty in the course of that prayer meeting. Is that okay? Yes. So he said to uh, Nathaniel, we have found him of whom the Moses and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathaniel responded, of everything that Philip said to Nathaniel, the only thing that seemingly caught his attention was not the fact that this is the one that Moses in the law and the prophets did write about, it was not even the fact that he's the son of Joseph, it's the fact that he is Jesus of Nazareth. And the man's query was, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? If I had time and utterance, I would say to you that that statement is a loaded statement. In fact, if you were to look at that statement logically, you will see that it commits the genetic fallacy. The fallacy of trying to delegitimize something simply because of the circumstances of its origin. Just to to throw it off simply because of where it comes from without even wanting to give it a chance to look at it on its own merit. And there are some of you that that may have been uh, a, an, an experience that you are very conversant with. Everything is going on well until they ask you, so where are you from? And it's like, no way. Sometimes they, they can't even hide it. They would have given themselves out before trying to recompose themselves. I remember in the days of uh, Ebola, when Ebola hit, and it hit quite close initially. Uh, I think it came from somewhere around, I can't remember, Syria alone, Ghana, something like that. And it, there was now that situation of somebody bringing it into Nigeria. As that thing just hit the news, I had need to travel. So I was out, I went to the U.S. to attend a conference. And as I got in, the person who welcomed me at the conference venue, everything was going on. Oh, they were trying to be very warm until, and then we've had a handshake and until the man asked, so where are you coming from? And then I mentioned Nigeria. I said, oh my. He, <laughs> then he tried to. It was already late, right? Was, yeah, I'm like, oh, really? Everything was going on well until they mentioned Nazareth. And that could very well be you. Everything might be fine. Maybe until... So, how, how far did you school? Oh. Then you start with actually. <laughs> you know those kinds of responses. Yeah, so like what's your highest uh, certificate? Then you're like, um, actually, I am in the process of 
yeah, we know there's a problem already. Um, actually, or it could be as simple as, so how old are you? The interview has been going well until it's like, so how old are you? And like, well, it, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's about grace. It's not about age. <laughs> but you can't say that at an interview panel. So you find a way to be. And then you, you, something already tells you that by no fault of yours, just simply because of the circumstance of your birth, you're about to be denied an opportunity that you otherwise would qualify for. So when they said, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write about Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph, Nathaniel said, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Why this is important and why I'm dwelling upon it is not because Nathaniel said it, it's because of what Jesus thinks about Nathaniel. So when Nathaniel says, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip didn't say, eh, so do you think that I don't have anything to do and I'm here to lie to you or, you know? Philip, that wasn't Philip. Because a lot of you actually think that something is wrong when your message is queried. There's nothing wrong about that. Like, if people have honest questions, they should ask them. Is that okay? Yes, if what you have is the truth, it can fear no scrutiny. Every time that you scrutinize the truth, you give it opportunity to shine even brighter. Because you're going to find out that there's nothing you can do against the truth. So it's not always a pious thing when Christians do as if it's completely sinful to have any kind of conversation in trying to proffer answers. The Bible actually commands that we should be ready to give an answer to everyone that asks us a reason for the hope that is in us. But we should do it with reverence and with courtesy or with courtesy and with godly fear. So when this man queries Philip, his evangelist, to say, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip simply said, okay, come and check it out for yourself. <laughs> come, come and see. And I do hope that as you go on in your attempt to put Jesus on the map, that when you are confronted like Philip, you will be able to put Jesus back on the stage. That it will not just be the things you have said, but that if people actually want to meet with Jesus, that if they followed you, they will meet Jesus. Philip said to Nathaniel, come and see. Like, if, if you think Nathaniel has only words, if you think Philip has only words, you are mistaken. Philip has what it takes to make you meet with Jesus. If you met Philip by 3 a.m. and you are saying that thing, he says, come and see. If you agree and you come, you will see. So, Nathaniel said, okay, fine, let's go. This is an invitation to examine. This is an invitation to cross-check. This is an invitation to scrutinize. I want you to know again and again that Jesus is not scared. Jesus is not afraid. Jesus is not bothered by your questions. Jesus is not allergic to your concerns. He isn't. Come and see. Let's invite them to come and see. Are you in doubt if God is still alive and kicking today as he was in the days that are written in scripture? Are you in doubt? Come and see. And we should be those kinds of people that can 
recreate because Jesus says, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. When they considered the apostles, they marveled that they were ignorant and unlearned people. And they took notice, knowledge. They remembered that they had been with Jesus. Because the things Jesus used to do before they killed him, those things were still happening even after they had killed Jesus. So it's like, what was the point of killing the man? It was this exact thing we didn't want to see. That was why we killed him. Now we've killed him. It's as if we didn't kill him. The works of Jesus are still pre- prevalent everywhere. They are profuse. A point came, they said, you guys, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine. And in chapter 17, they said, these men that have turned the world upside down, they've come here also. What the people did not realize was, when Jesus called his disciples, I'm trying to start preaching, and that's not, that's not very okay for this evening. You see, when, when, Jesus, when Jesus called his 12 apostles, the Bible says he called them that they should be with him, and that he might send them out to preach and to heal the sick. He called them that they should be with him. In Matthew chapter 28, when Jesus was going to go to heaven, he said, Lo, I am with you. They began by being with Jesus and they ended with Jesus being with them. I'm already getting into the realm of postures, right? They began by being with Jesus. When they were with Jesus, they were Jesus' attaché. Jesus was the main figure. Jesus was the principal actor. Jesus was the one whose name was on the lips of everybody. They were simply with him. A point came, Jesus said, you know what? You guys go forward. I'm going to go behind you. The difference now is the company is still the same. The composition of that company is still the same. But the dynamics of visibility had changed. So what, when you look now, what you saw first was Peter. You didn't know that the person that was before Peter, huh, three months ago, is behind Peter now. So that a man that is sent by God is a decoy. When, when you see a man that is sent by God, if he's truly sent by God, the God who sent him does not go on vacation. No, it, God. When when God sends a man, it's it's a holy decoy. It's a camouflage. When when God wants to step into the midst of a people, all right, it, without a bank, he takes somebody and puts the person in front of him. So when you look, you are looking at the person dead, and you realize that there's a tsunami behind that otherwise effeminate frame. That you see. That was it. So Jesus was still with them. But he was now like behind. He was operating from behind. So. When this man. Nathaniel said. Can there any good thing come out of. um, Out of Nazareth. They said to him come and see. When Nathaniel came. He was not disappointed. The passage we read said. Jesus saw Nathaniel coming. Hello? And believe me, I'm fighting the temptation to preach. Jesus saw Nathaniel coming. Give me the verse before this verse, verse 46. Verse 46. 
Nathanael said to him, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see, right? The next verse, Jesus saw Nathanael. Now, until this passage of scripture ended, you will not even see where we're told that Nathanael saw anything. They told Nathanael to come and see. The next verse says he was seen. Because, because, even though I know what you know, right? There's a subliminal principle in scriptures that is that when you seek, you will be found. I know you understand seek and you shall find, isn't it? Yes. The only reason why any seeker finds is because he was found. If God never found you, your binoculars, your whatever instrument you have, are you with me? Your telescope, you can't find nothing that is spiritually significant. The only reason that a man found God, looked for God, and found God was because God found the man. So that sometimes the things that make you feel as if maybe God is not on your side, God is not for you, is proof positive that God is actually on your side. Let me explain. Every time that you feel the movement of the spirit of God on your inside, even if it's a rebuke, even if it's a conviction, the spirit of God is saying to you, oh, you shouldn't have done that, or this is not the way to go, or why did you do that? And sometimes you feel like this means... God doesn't want you. I want you to understand that if God didn't want you, you would not be hearing that voice to start with. You wouldn't. <laughs> Are you with me? It is not in Satan's interest for your life to be okay. So, Satan is not going to be the one trying to set you straight. So, so when you hear those things, it, it is because God is interested in your life. Nobody can look for God and find God unaided. No, you can't. And the aid that you need must come from the one that you are looking for. Because when God hides himself, who can set him out? So Nathaniel, they said, come and see. But the Bible said, Jesus saw him. Huh? And Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him and said of, not to him, of. He said of him. What did he say of him? Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no deceit. That means, this is Jesus' testimony of Nathanael. We know you have a testimony in church. But you also have a testimony in heaven. There's something that Jesus knows, not thinks. There's something Jesus knows about you. This is Jesus speaking about Nathaniel. He said, behold an Israelite indeed. In this man, there's no deceit. So a while ago, when that man told Philip, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? He was not trying to be Nigerian. In Nigeria, the Yorubas have jokes about the houses and the Igbos. The houses have jokes about Yorubas and the uh, Igbos. And then the Igbos have jokes about houses and Yorubas. And we all know those things, isn't it? Stereotypes. 
Sometimes they are not even true. That, this is not what is going on here. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. The one before whom everything is open and naked. This is Jesus. The one that knows you to your reins. This is Jesus that can fetch the, your faintest thought out of the deepest chamber of the firmament of your soul. This is Jesus. Saying of a man, this man is a true breed. This is an Israelite indeed. There is no deceit in him. If this man, Nathaniel, says to you, something is blue, it is blue. So when Nathaniel said that nothing good comes out of Nazareth, which was the implication of his statement, he was not joking. He was not lying. Nothing good comes out of Nazareth. This is not about whether there are good things in Nazareth or not. No. We are talking about mobility. If the thing is good and by whatever accident it ends up in Nazareth, it can come out. The point, the point is, no, it, it's not as if, can there anything good be in Nazareth? That's not the point. The point is that good things don't come out of Nazareth. There are families like that. Their lives like that. Their families that the best of them never makes it anywhere. The worst of them is what puts the family on the map. People know your family for everything that is wrong. There are people that are like that. People that are like that. There are students that their life of a student is like that. Have you, have you known those people or of those people that remember all the right answers after the exam? The idea is not that the right answer was not there, but there is a war against that vessel that says if the thing is good, it can't come out. <laughs> Nothing good can come out. It, it, you can read till daybreak, do TDB. We are not bothered about what goes in, but when it comes to coming out, we will ensure that if it is good. It's not coming out. So when you get when you get to the immigration desk and you say, I want to go out, your your visa is always denied. You say, but I came here on my own. They say, yes. But now that you are here, we have realized that you are good. And the ancient covenant upon which this city was established is that good things are not allowed to go out. Nothing good comes out of Nazareth. There are so many persons. You, you know that the things that are known about you, that is not the main thing of your life. But that's what is known. Because that's what comes out. It's war. So by a chain of divinely orchestrated events, Jesus of Bethlehem became Jesus of Nazareth. This same Nazareth that they said nothing good can come out of. Right? A day broke Jesus, went into Nazareth, like every normal person. No problem. When it was time, when it was time, Jesus came out 
of Nazareth. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. If Jesus came out of Nazareth, sister, you can come out. You see, when Jesus came out of Nazareth, he was not something good that just came out of Nazareth. The Bible said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. They retained that Nazareth in it. So that if you think you have an excuse why it cannot work for you, we want to remind you that this Jesus is Jesus of Nazareth. But when God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the Bible said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who did what? Who went about mobility? Huh? Who went about doing good? He was not just talking good. He was not just being good. He was doing, doing good. Ordinarily, if the thing is good, it's not even allowed out of Nazareth. This one is not just good. It has capacity to distribute good. It, it, it is, he is the collection center for good. That which is good. When you met Jesus, you didn't only see a good thing. You can get a good thing. He went about doing good. Yet, once upon a time, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? And the answer would have been no. But that was until Jesus happened. So now we can say, oh, that men would praise the Lord. For his goodness. And for his wonderful works to the children of men. What is it? It is that he has broken the gates of brass. That, that place that the immigration service have insisted. That good things cannot come out. The gates are down. The gates are down. He has broken the gates of brass. And he has cut the bars of iron. In sunder. I like to see them as vertical and horizontal. The gates of brass. So now you can have horizontal movement. The bars of iron. You can grow into the heavens. So now, there is a highway even for people in Nazareth. When you take your place behind Jesus, he says, because I live, you, you will live also. That means that my reality can be reenacted in your life. I want to ask you a quick question tonight. Sister, do you believe this? You know, somebody saying, you don't understand. You don't understand. Do you believe this? I, I shortly want to pray for you. But let me tell you, you see, Um, I don't even know. I don't know if you were on that trip that went to my my villages on both sides. Were you dead? Was I don't know if you were on that trip. Maybe you were not on that trip. You see, I've taken a few of my friends to the place where I grew up, the villages of my parents. Hello. 
The compound where I grew up, I grew up eating foods offered to idols. I knew the ancient secret of the ancient cults of my people as a child. I entered into cults without initiation because of how I came. If you know anything about the Igala kingdom, you see, the altar of Igala, the altar of Igala before the one who just died. That man was my granduncle. He was a younger brother to my grandfather. The Igala kingdom has nine official masquerades. One of them was under the direct custody of my granddad. And I knew how those things worked. There was a shrine in that compound. I, I grew up exposed to the workings of idols, of demons. That's on my mother's side. On my father's side, my granddad was the priest of the shrine of the clan. And as, and as a younger man, he was, he was a captain of the ceremonial masquerades of our people. Listen to me. Listen to me. I know... I know spiritual warfare. And I know the God that makes a way. When, 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 you, when your horn wants to rise beyond a certain level, notice it's going to go around. And they are going to say, who is trying to break out? What happened to our brass? What happened to the bars of iron? If I remember one point in the city of Joss, after I had been in Joss for like 10 years, I was doing a long fast, that period. And there was a period of five days in the middle of that fast, five consecutive nights that I had the same kind of dream, except that the locations were different. Everywhere I lived, in all the villages I lived, and believe me, I lived in villages until I was 18. In fact, until I was an adult of 18 years, I had not traveled far enough from my village. I did not know my state's capital city. I hadn't traveled far enough to Lokoja until I was 18. And those were not the days of GSM and internet. My only window to the world was Okay, my windows to the world were my imagination and my books. That village, when I was growing up there, we didn't have electricity poles. I'm not saying light was not stable. The infrastructure was not there. Are you with me? Because some of you, the excuse that Satan is trying to give you is that, hey, if you know where I'm coming from, if you don't know where I'm coming from. <laughs> you have no idea where I'm coming from. But I'm saying to you that we have a way maker. He's the breaker that goes ahead of the company. And now Jesus has broken the gate of brass. He has caught the bars of iron asunder. I now want to say to you that if you believe this, you can actually pack your load and you can step out of Nazareth and there is no more stopping you.
We come as his uncle. That was the whole idea of postures. Huh? He is not our legs. No. He's not our muscles. There's a forerunner that is gone ahead of us. And I want to say to you that if you come on the ticket of Jesus, you cannot be denied. Yes. Uh, no, there is not yet a confederacy in hell, alright? And there is not yet a complication in heaven that is strong enough to ensure that a man who comes sponsored by Jesus was turned back. You can't be turned back not by hell, not by men, and not by the one that dwells between the cherubim. Jesus is that son that the father cannot say no to. He's that son. And you know what? The Bible says he ever liveth to make intercession for the saints. I'm trying to say to you that there's somebody praying for you in heaven. And his name is Jesus. Sister, how can you fail? See, you don't know, you, do, you don't understand where I'm coming from. You, I, I, my dad was not present in my life. In fact, I don't know him. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. There is a God that calls into existence the things that be not as though they were. And there are days, there are days that break upon the life of a man when God will cause you to forget the troubles of your youth. Have you not read it in scripture? I was the entire circuit of my life. If you draw in a straight line, I didn't travel more than 200 kilometers. End to end. From when I was born. The village I was born in, I'm not sure it's even on Google Map till now. Until I was 18, until I left secondary school. The entire stretch of my life. It was in those villages. But I met Jesus in those villages. As a little boy. As a little boy. I was about 11. Leaving primary school to secondary school. And I met Jesus. And my life changed. I remember, I remember the, the, the places of my encounters. It was in my grandfather's house in the village. During the holiday. I remember the corner where I sat. The day God talked to me about ministry and writing. I remember vividly. The things God said to me, they were so scary, I couldn't even tell the closest of my friends. But those were the things that began to shape my destiny. So that while I was still in those villages, I was already preparing for the ends of the earth. I want to ask you one question tonight. The things you have heard, do you believe? Do you believe? Yes, you too. Come. I want you to to know tonight that there is a waymaker anointing in this house. And there are so many of you that your destinies are about to pop. You know, you know how something pops? Your destinies are about to pop open. God will bring such like I said, I had to take I took I remember uh, uh, Apostle Armin was on that trip. I can't remember if, uh, if uh, Pastor Austin Ike was there, and then I, I don't know if Pastor Austin was also on that trip. They were like, how did you come out of this place? Meanwhile, this is many years, the place has improved. <laughs> At the time. Yes. 
that we went there. And the things that operated from that place, 10 years after I've been in Joss, I was praying. First night when the experiences began, I, I will see myself carrying nylon bag. Nylon. We sleepers. And with people behind me say, we are seeing him off to the road so that he can go to Jaws. At this point, I had been in Jaws for 10 years. That was when I was just leaving the village in the spirit. Everywhere I lived, everywhere I lived, I saw myself coming out of Kwaja. Uh, I saw myself coming out of Golao. I saw myself coming out of my, my father's village where I never even lived. I, the, the third night, I saw myself coming out of the main stream, the stream, the river, where we used to go and fetch water. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, that's, that's how we used to have dom- water for domestic use. You go to fetch from the river. That's where you have your bath. That river... I saw myself coming out of the river, except that I was trapped on a tree. And there was a monster coming out of the river. The idea was to prevent me from coming down to go to the roadside to pick a taxi to go to Joss. I'm saying the enemy can plan and they can say nothing good comes out of Nazareth, but that was before Jesus. Jesus has happened and everyone that lines up behind Jesus as it was with him so will it be with you do you do you know that even in the grave Jesus is Lord even in the grave he says I am he that liveth and was dead behold I'm alive forevermore amen and I hold the keys of hell and of death. Those are the worst things that can happen to anybody. Hell and death. They are now in the control of the one that I call savior. So what are stupid demons from Igala land? When we, we are saying that the, the landlord in hell has been dispossessed. I want you to rise to your feet. Because there are so many of you that the problem I see right now is that it, it, it does not appear to me that you are ready to go the length that God is cut out before you. There is a length that God is cut out before you. Some of you are already grateful to the point now where you are stagnating in gratitude. So it looks pious. You say, after if I look back, nobody from my family don't reach where God don't bring me. And that is becoming a lead over your possibilities, a cover over your possibilities. I'd like for you to know that the part of the just is like the shining light. And the Bible says it shines brighter and brighter. And you can continue to multiply the brighter unto the perfect day. There is there is a place, there is a place where the sun shines. There is a place where the visibility of God is no longer a tail. There is a place where you can touch him, where you can embrace him. There is a place where you can be taken up into God that it will be so difficult for people to tell 
where you stop and where God begins. They will say, forget it. Everything about that girl is God. When everybody, it, people don't even want to tell your story anymore. See, how did it? They say it's God. If it's, if it's Elizabeth, just forget about her. It is God. I'm saying it can be God without disguise. Listen to me. Some of you, some of you, the evangelistic venture of your life will be the story of your life. When you will go back into the community out of which you came and men and women will have sleepless nights because they are not Christians. It will look like if that is this man, how come you are still not a Christian? You didn't preach plenty. You came, they knew you and now they know you and your, your life is an indictment. It will be like any God that can do that kind of a thing. Why are you not following that God? That's where God is taking you to. This is not just about you. It's not just that God wants to put money in your pocket or give you a good job. No, 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 no. He does all things for the sake of his name and for the honor of his majesty. So tonight, I want you to take your place behind Jesus. This is it. This is it. He says, because I live, you will live also. That means that your experiences in life, they are factored out of the path that Jesus has created for us. The Bible says he is the forerunner and he's gone ahead of us into that place that reaches behind the veil, beyond the veil. Therefore, we have hope that our own journey will also end in the same place. We are not hoping we will end well. We know already. Why? Because he has gone before us. So you want to take your place now tonight. And you want to speak to everything that is Nazareth. Whatever the contention is. Now you are going to pray with understanding. And you are coming out now in the name of Jesus. Can you, can you take your march out of Nazareth? You are coming out behind Jesus. You are not the pioneer. Not in this case. Your posture, your posture, your posture is a posture of the one behind. I take my place and I come behind Jesus. I want you to pray in 90 seconds. We already prayed. I was just giving expression to the things that happened as we prayed. Don't take the posture of a pioneer. You are not. Jesus is our forerunner. Efesco Viranas Cavalambe. Thirty seconds more. Thirty more seconds. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming out. I will go all the way. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow.